Hi listeners, welcome to Zero Down podcast of Arthashastra, the Economic Society of Miranda House. In this episode, we are going to talk about the relation between colonialism and mercantilism with following different aspects that lead to colonial mercantilism. So, today I'm Manmeet. Hi everyone, this is Krishi. Hi, this is Soumya. We are going to unravel various joints of this concept. So, let's get into this episode. first question that arises is what is mercantilism if you know mercantilism was the dominant economic system that prevailed in europe from 16 to 18th century it was aimed at creating a stronger nation by way of accumulating wealth wealth only consists of gold and precious metals in that period they believe that if a country does not have gold and silver mines they can get them through trade As a result, trade became a very important tool for accumulating wealth and they increasingly became passionate about a favorable balance of trade. So, one can conclude that it was based on the idea that a nation's wealth and power were best served by increasing exports in an effort to collect precious metals like gold and silver. But how did mercantilism emerge? Actually, there were many factors that contributed to the emergence of mercantilism. There were economic factors like usual, like growing importance of industry and trade, growth of exchange economy, improvements in transport, agriculture, etc. Interestingly, this period is also coincided with Renaissance in Europe, a period characterized by rebirth in arts, science and culture. It marked the beginning of transformation from the Middle Ages to modernity. This gave people a new sense of perspective. They started placing more importance to worldly life than heavenly life, and as a result, wealth and money started giving them more utility. Yeah, even I have heard about it. Moreover, improvements in the field of science and technology made navigation easier, which ultimately led to the discovery of new countries. for example the invention of the compass and do you know that political factors also played a huge role in the development of mercantilist views after all we all know the love hate relationship between politics and economics so basically feudalism came to an end in europe and kings established their hegemony after this nationalism gained a lot of popularity and as a result in order to create a stronger nation mercantilists began influencing the state to promote trade and generate huge wealth whoa mercantilism has a whole history to itself mm, i still wonder how does the term come into existence um yeah we can begin this by mercantile system a term which was coined by adam smith and first popularized in europe in 1500s it was called uh, by different names in different european countries for example it was called bullionism somewhere and in germany it was called kolbertism which is after their finance minister under louis the 14th If you realize this itself shows how the state was sponsoring the mercantilist views wait 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 Who is Adam? 
Adam Smith was a Scottish economist and philosopher who was the pioneer of political economy. And as I said before, he coined the term mercantile system, which was to describe the system of political economy that sought to enrich the country by restraining imports and encouraging exports. But, you know, surprisingly, he criticizes the mercantilist view. He contends that the cause of the wealth of nations is not the acquisition of precious metals, but the division of labor, which allows individuals to specialize in skills at which they excel and to trade with others for goods and services they need to survive and thrive. As the extent of the market grows, so does the wealth and standard of living of those in the society. Um, but how is it actually practiced? I mean, what types of tools were used? Actually, the government or the state discouraged imports by taxing them, which we now refer to as tariffs. They also encouraged exports through a wide range of measures. This includes building infrastructure, sponsoring navigation, discovery of new lands, and supporting trading enterprises. In fact, this period witnessed the emergence of large government-supported banks in Europe and commercial capitalism. As a matter of interest, the invention of joint stock companies, stock exchanges, etc. was witnessed in this period. Mm, I still wonder what are the views of mercantilists on different aspects of the economy. Firstly, they considered foreign trade as of utmost importance. It was the source of bullions and metals for a country. They considered commerce and industry as the most productive occupation and agriculture as the least. However, they also believed that agricultural wasteland should be used so that food cultivation was enough and imports could be reduced. They also encouraged a large population for cheap labor services and the national military. This would enable a country to sell its commodity at lower prices as well as protecting the economy from invasion. Now, if we'll join all the dots, we can conclude the idea of mercantilism promoted colonialism. The thing is, I don't see any connection between colonialism and mercantilism. There surely is. If you remember, the whole concept of mercantilism was promoted by European imperial power as a method to enrich and benefit the home country at the expense of colonies. This itself reveals a deep connection between the two. The concept of mercantilism is what inspired the practice of colonialism. And you know what? Colonies were supposed to produce raw materials at cheap rates in exchange for expensive manufactured goods, which was not a good deal. After listening to this, I believe that India shares the same history with mercantilism, isn't it? Yes, it's true. Actually, England was the epicenter of the British Empire at that time, but had relatively fewer natural resources. To grow its wealth, England introduced fiscal policies that discouraged colonists like India from buying foreign products while creating incentives to only buy British goods. This is also how mercantilism came into practice. And what are the consequences of it? Colonies like India were prevented from industrialization. With this, there were restrictions on trade. Overall, colonies suffered a lot. You won't believe, but there were negative effects on mother economies too. They suffered from the price revolution. When the new world was discovered by Europeans, it brought home a lot of gold and silver, increasing inflation. Food inflation increased more than wages, hurting workers. As a response to this, the government increased taxes, causing a lot of damage to the economy. 
However, merchants benefited a lot, causing us to ponder upon the age-old economics question. Who benefits from the growth? The question with which I'm more concerned is whether mercantilism is redundant. Was it a complete fiasco? No, I don't think so. Mercantilism promoted exports not just for wealth accumulation, but also for increasing employment opportunities. They regarded money not merely as a medium of exchange, but also a store of value. They paved the way for optimum utilization of resources. And Keynes also admired some of the mercantilist ideas. I'm wondering, what if mercantilism still exists today? Mercantilism actually exists today, but in a latent manner, such as undervaluation of currency, imposing tariffs, subsidizing domestic industry, and restrictions on migration of foreign labor. However, a legal implementation of mercantilism cannot be seen. One of the reasons is countries believe in international relations. Most of the economies in the world now are highly dependent on each other. Hence, a practice such as mercantilism is not suitable for any economy. Hmm, that's quite interesting. Interesting, wasn't it? With that, we conclude our podcast here. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and learned something new as much as we did. Stay tuned for more such interesting conversations coming up soon on Zero Down.